the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, come on. What greater purpose is there in life than to live your life like it matters? You know, we call that swagger. You know, uh, I'm from Texas, sorry. Uh, Used to be a big Dallas Cowboy fans before the NFL became a whole bunch of millionaire victims. I used to watch football. Used to have six season tickets at Texas Stadium. And man, uh, you know, during the 90s, uh, you know, 92, 93, even 94, they should have won at 95. Uh, you know, uh, the Cowboys walked on the field, and even if you knew exactly what they were going to do, you couldn't stop them. You know, the New England Patriots had that in the you know two thousands, and actually, this so this last twenty years has been a New England <laughs> Patriot type of time. Swagger. You know, Mike Tyson had it. You know, he walked into a ring with him. Remember how many people bought forty, fifty dollar fight night packages, and in twenty two seconds, their money was spent. You know why? Because he had confidence. Oh, yeah, he would eat your children, too. He'd rip out your soul and eat your heart or chew on your ear, nibble on your ear a little bit, right? But, I mean, he had swagger. He knew. The Cowboys knew. The Patriots knew. When they approached practice, they were all out. When they were getting ready, they were all out. When they were playing, they were all out. They began with the end in mind. They walked in with the confidence. They played with the confidence. And they won with that confidence. What about us? What about you and I? You know, I love poetry. And um, I got this classic book. I can't believe I found it. It's called The Standard Book of Jewish Verse. It's a reprint uh, by Joseph Friedlanda. I'm sure it's a better way to say that in the mother language. But uh, great poem here. It says, uh, and I don't know who wrote it. It's anonymous. It's spiritual influence and makes us all love excellence. Whatever bears the noble stamp of great and good, tis the pure lamp. Which lights our path and gives us hope, extends our views to higher scope. We love to read, to hear, to earn. And why? Because our spirits burn. Let me ask you something. Does your spirit burn? And if it does, what does it burn for? See, this is what a leader does. A leader has a desire to not accept good enough. A leader has a desire to quit accepting good enough. A leader has a desire to raise the bar. 
A leader has the desire to make today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today. And so today I want to I question you. You know, a leader questions themselves, and we are called to question ourselves. We have a faith, those of you that are Christians, that you should challenge what someone tells you. You should go to your standard, the Bible. You need to have a standard. And ladies and gentlemen, if it's not the Bible, then what is it? You need to find one. Maybe it's your Cub Scout book. Maybe it's the laws of the land. Maybe it's the Constitution. But you need to have a standard. What is your standard for life? What is your, quote, litmus test, your mark? Where is your bar? How do you know if you've had a good day? How do you know if you have a bad day? How will you know if your life was successful or not? Consider that when Jesus walked this planet, a rich young ruler approached him with the greeting, good rabbi. It was interesting Jesus' response because Jesus responded, who is good? Only God is good. Undoubtedly, Jesus felt he, the rich young ruler, and we need to understand this question. Who is good? See, those questions, when I ask you, how'd your day go? And you say, good, bad, terrible. When I ask you how you're feeling, you feel you say, okay. How are things going in the marriage? Good. Compared to what? See, all those words are comparison words. Good compared to what? Bad compared to what? You know, I'm doing better than a, a one-armed paper hanger. What is it? <laughs> you, know, you see what I'm saying? We compare ourselves to different things. Who are you comparing yourself to in life? How do you know if you've given a good day's work? How do you know if you've honored your God? How do you know if you've represented your name well? See, the only way you know is to question yourself, is to pose these questions. And some of the question is, who do you compare yourself to? I'm a firm believer that we should not be comparing ourselves to other people because no one has your trauma, no one has your drama, no one has your DNA, no one has your, your map of reality, no one has your frame or your reframe. You can have two identical twins that share the same womb, that share the same bedroom, that share the same childhood, that share the same environment, and yet they're totally different creatures. And so today, I want to challenge you. I want for you to consider what is your standard? What is good? And while we're talking about it, what is good enough? G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall and take the kids with them. Good enough for tenure. Good enough that you're not fired. Good enough that Nick doesn't call you in his office. (laughs) Good enough that Lee doesn't want to talk to me after a show. (laughs) Right? G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. And we should always be concerned with doing our best, never settling for good enough, giving all of who we are, heart, body, and soul. That's the ultimate exercise of the potential of the human spirit. You know, someone once said anything worth doing well, I mean, worth doing is worth doing well. And consider this. If you had to live 99.9%, which I would call good enough, right? 99.9% instead of 100%, think about this. Would it matter? If I was to reach in your pocket every day and take out a penny every day, would it matter? Simple questions, right? But let me tell you the difference between 99.9% and 
instead of 100%. That one-tenth of 1% makes all the difference in the world. What's the difference between the ordinary and the extraordinary? Ah, it's that little extra. So if you had to live with 99.9% instead of 100%, let me give you some data. You'd have one hour of unsafe drinking water every month. You'd have two unsafe plane landings per day at Chicago Airport. 16,000 pieces of lost mail every hour. 22,000 checks deducted from the wrong bank account every week. 500 incorrect surgical operations each day. 12 babies given to the wrong parents each day. 20,000 incorrect drug prescriptions each year. 800,000, that's what I said, 800,000 credit cards a year with incorrect information on their magnetic strips. See, giving 100% in our lives starts with attitudes and our belief systems. Consider this. What would happen if every day, every human being committed to giving more today than we did yesterday? Consider each and every day when we challenge ourselves to be better today than we were yesterday, to take at least one more step on our journey toward our mission. We not only better our lives, but the lives of those around us. As much as you give, if you were to give even more, what would the ripple effects be? How many fewer kids would join gangs or begin using drugs? Our gift is who we are. Our product is our future, our country, our communities, our families, our worth, the extra effort. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to go into this. I want to break this down. What is your standard? How do you know? You know, we go through this experience called life, and we're responsible to know. Life gives us criteria. Our families need things. Our community needs things. Look at the hurting people. One thing I learned a long time ago is hurting people hurt people. You don't need to ban guns and knives and visine and radiator fluid and cars. We need to go to the source. And the source is broken, hurting people, hurting other people, breaking other people. And the key is to challenge people to do better, to be better today than yesterday, to be better tomorrow than today. We call that being under construction. And today on Like It Matters Radio, let's open our phone lines. You want to join the conversation, 651-289-4466. I want to hear from you. We're going to talk about what is good and who is good. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
the Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we are asking the question who is good? You know, ladies and gentlemen, we have the tendency to compare ourselves to other people, and that's so wrong. That's so wrong. You see the body shaming. You see people that are unhappy for other people's success because we compare ourselves to other people. And we say, well, that's not fair. That person has this or that person uh, doesn't have my problems or that person got lucky or that person. You know, we have that tendency. Why? Because our human flesh is weak. That's what God meant when he says, who is good? The Bible is pretty clear that heart is wicked beyond repair. Read the book of Jeremiah. Remember, five chapters in from in the beginning. You know, the Bible is a pretty long book. 66 authors, what, over 500 years, right? I think it's 39 and 27, 39 in the Old Testament, 27. There's a lot of pages in that book. I read it daily, read through it constantly, still know just a small part of it. And think about it. And yet here we are, all that, five verses in, five chapters in. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning. What a great beginning. And five chapters later and five verses later, Genesis 6-6, I think it is, God repented for creating man. If that doesn't tell you the battle we're in, the God of the universe who is long-suffering got irritated and annoyed with his creature. I mean, remember, he, he picked the people out of nobody else. I'm just going to pick anybody. It's like he closed his eyes and just randomly selected the Jews. And he said this, that I didn't pick you because you're great. I didn't pick you because you were a great number. I picked you because I picked you. That's it. There's nothing to do with them. They can't look at them and say, look how good we are. But they did. Look how good we are. And so God sent Moses to free them. 400 years of slavery. They were abused and beaten 
they they took their kids. Remember when the when Herod wanted to kill Moses, right? He said, "Find all the baby boys under two years old and kill them all." Remember that? So they were beaten. They were slaves. Uh, the Egypt would take your children and kill them. You were only given the food that you were given. Remember, they said we should go back to Egypt because we had lots of leeks and onions and uh, and free fish. And then now God had brought them through the, the journey, the desert. They've conquered kings and taken over, doing all this stuff, and they're getting ready to go into the promised land. They're getting ready to go in there and make some things happen. And they send out these 12 spies. And you know what happened in Numbers 14? I'll just read you the first part. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Then their voices rose in the great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt. Or even here in the wilderness, they complained, why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves, ready? Let's choose a new leader and let's go back to hell. Uh, I'm sorry, it says, let's go back to Egypt. And you wonder why we're so messed up, Right? I was uh, listening to Jay Vernon a couple of years ago, uh, going through the book of Revelation. It says, uh, in Revelation, we're shown the rider on the white horse bringing a false peace in the world. In the recorded history of mankind, here's what Jay Vernon McGee said. Man has engaged in 15,000 wars. He has signed 8,000 peace treaties. Yet in our total history, we have only enjoyed roughly two to 300 years in total where there was no war and living in supposed peace. See, the issue is not guns. The issue is not even this gangster rap music, all that sure ain't helping stuff. It's the human heart. It's the human condition. We're all flawed. We all fall short of the glory of God. You know, G.K. Uh, G.K. Chesterton, who I've been compared to before, says one of the greatest paradoxes of our time is that it's the age of pacifism but not the age of peace. And look, you got people. I'm in Minneapolis. I love, I'm actually in Egan. Sorry, I know you guys treat your little city special. Uh, I'm in Egan, but I'm in the Twin Cities. And what's happened to the beautiful city of Minneapolis that I loved? It's became George Floyd kingdom. We've, we've taken a criminal. I feel bad for what happened to George Floyd. I mean, I don't think anybody should die like that. But George Floyd brought on himself. I mean, he was a criminal. Uh, he was high on drugs. He resisted arrest. And again, I'm not condoning anything Jerry Chauvin did. He's paying the piper. I'm just telling you, we got things bass backwards, people. We got people marching the streets, no peace, no justice. No justice, no peace. There is no peace. You know when peace comes? It comes in glorification. So why say all this? It's your show. It is appointed for man to die one time, then comes the judgment. See, you can't control what's going on in the world. But you have absolute control over what's going on in you. And so what do you consider good? Do you consider good when you're not fighting with your spouse? So if I ask you how your marriage is going, do you consider good if there's not a war? When did okay become good? You got my point? What is good in your life? What does good mean? When was the last time you pulled out a dictionary, the, your dictionary, and said, here's the definition of good? Here's the definition, great. Here's how I want to be remembered. How do you know if you're having a good day? How do you know if you're having a bad day? You see, these are questions you should be asking yourself. Instead of asking yourself where you're going this summer for a vacation, 
instead of asking yourself how many more cabins you're going to build, instead of asking yourself what that new car is you're going to buy, what if you ask yourself some different questions? Like, who am I? Why am I here? When is the Lord returning? And when he does return, do I want to be about buying a new car? Do I want to be about building another third cabin? Do I want to be about taking my fourth vacation this year? As you got people struggling, people can't see the light of day, people don't know God, people have lost their country, you got law enforcement officers that don't even are afraid to pull someone over because now they're going to lose their job, lose their life or something worse. See, ladies and gentlemen, it's time individually and collectively we start to take a look at ourselves. What is good? Is your life good? What does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? What does that smell like? What does that taste like? And see, we're in a battle. And this is why I do my leadership awakening. Go to likeitmatters.net. This is why in tomorrow you'll hear a couple graduates. We might have someone join us here at half past the hour. And the phone lines are open, 651-289-4466. I'd love to hear from you. What is good? What is your standard? How do you know if you have a good day? How do you know if you have a bad day? What happens when you screw up? What happens when you fall flat on your face and you will? See, this is what people don't get. If you're not as successful as you want to be, it's because you're not failing enough. We're called to fail forward. And yet we have this fear of rejection. I deal with it all the time. It's the number one cause uh, for failure in salespeople. We're afraid to ask for the sell. We're afraid to step out. We have this fear of rejection. We're afraid to put ourselves out. We want to be liked. We have a fear of embarrassment. We have low self-esteem. See, these are the barriers. These are the blocks that hold us back. And as a leader, if you want to live your best life now, and by the way, I have a problem with that. I'm not a big Joel Osteen fan. You know, he waves his Bible around and says, this is my Bible. And then he puts it away. You never hear about it again. (laughs) You know, this is not your best life now. This is the minor leagues. I'm going to tell you right now, if this is my best life now, I want a refund. I want my money back. Because when I read my scripture, the Bible says that God's going to take all the unfairness, all the injustice, all the things that should have never happened to us, that God never intended for us, that God never wanted us. He's going to take all that and he's going to use it to turn us more like his son. It's justification, sanctification, glorification. We are justified by the blood of Christ. See, you can't be good enough for God. See, salvation is not a reward. It's a gift. You got to get that. However, there are rewards. And you know what you get rewards based on? How good did you do for God because you wanted to do for God? What drives you? See, until you can really answer the question is what is good, you've got to ask yourself, who are you? What is your standard? See, before you can figure out what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, first, you've got to consider your standard. And this goes back to what is your basis for truth? How do you know if you're on course or off course? How do you know if you're going the right way or the wrong way? See, you could be going effectively a thousand miles an hour in one direction. But what if you're supposed to be going the other direction? Even though you're marking time, even though you're pretty proficient, even though it all makes sense, what if you're going in the wrong direction? See, this is why you got to ask those questions. Whose are you? 
You see how these existential questions fit in everything else? Whose are you? See, if you're a child of God, then your standard's one thing. If you're a child of the world, your standard's totally different. If you're operating on a flesh operating system, you have one set of rules. But if you're operating on a God operating system, you have a different set of rules. You can't take your uh, Macintosh software, your Apple software, and put it into a PC. And you can't take your PC software and put it into an Apple operating system. The same thing happens with the GLS and the FOS. The God operating system is in a different dimension than the flesh operating system. Today, if you share the God operating system, you're going to be called a bigot, a homophobe, all kinds of things. And today I want you to consider what is good and who is good. And how do you know if you had a good day? How do you know if you had a bad day? These are all questions, all leaders, all parents, all siblings, all children should be asking themselves, all employees, all employers. And today we're talking about life. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again. And how do you know if you've done well? Well done, my good and faithful servant. The phone lines are open here at Like It Matters Radio, 651-289-4466. And we'll be right back. Good. a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This has been a test of the emergency alert system. This is a coordinated test of the broadcast stations in your area. We are testing equipment that can quickly warn you in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, an official message would have followed the alert tone. This concludes the test of the emergency alert system. At Salem Media Group Twin Cities, we're committed to delivering the best in talk radio programming. AM 1280 The Patriot, AM 980 The Mission, The Biz 1440, and Freedom 1570. There's also our Christian music station. TheFishTwinCities.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. 
Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I am in the Twin Cities. Love to be in the studio here, uh, looking across the mirror at uh, my good friend Lee. Uh, And uh, it's an honor to be on the radio. And um, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Yeah, I I pay for this time and all that, but it was God who brought me here. But I want to stir people up. You know, there's so many people that are hopeless and helpless. And I got to this radio show for what I do in the real world, which is leadership training. Uh, you can go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, in my training, I talk a story about George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer. And it really is the essence of why I do what I do. And it's the way I explain what I do. I, I tell people that George Bernard Shaw was a famous writer. And near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters. And he was posed a question by one of those reporters. They said, hey, George, if you could live your life all over again and be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again and I could be anybody I wanted to be, then I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about living to his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without carrying our chains of pain from our past into other people's future. And that's what I do in my leadership training. People come in my room and they're scared. These are successful people. These are struggling people. These are people that are CEOs of Fortune 100 companies. These are housewives. These are construction workers. These are homeless people. These are people like you and I that are screwed up but are doing pretty well in the world. And until they realize that they can do better, until they have hope to strive them to push to be better, then I'm just a clanging cymbal. I'm just a banging gong. I have no value. And ladies and gentlemen, unless we get stirred up, unless we have that desire to not accept good enough, to quit comparing ourselves to other people and start comparing ourselves to that person, who our creator made us to be, only then can we really figure out what is good. And that's what I do. And uh, see, the phone lines are lighting up. Awesome. Uh, sorry, I'd love to talk. That's why I'm on the radio. <laughs> so let's go, to, let's go to line number one. Let's welcome Jim to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing good, Mr. Black. How are you doing? Ah, Jim, Jim. Awesome. I thought it was you, brother. I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Hey, I want you to know this Jim is a Jim that's a graduate, and I went to his house on 4th of July, and I'm from Texas, and I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever had better ribs. And so, uh, Jimbo, you did a great job. Great job, man. Oh, thank you for the compliment. Uh, uh, what I wanted to say to your audience is that, uh, yeah, going through the 
training. Um, one of my biggest takeaways is that I, I've realized that I don't always have to be right, but I had, I now have the courage to, to know what is right and to do what is right. And that's, that's huge in my life right now. That's huge. And you're going through a lot. I mean, this is not uh, easy. What you're going through is a lot. You, you realize who you were, you realize what good was and that up until now, a uh, good enough was no longer acceptable. Uh, and with that comes change. And some people like change. Some people don't. And just, you're dealing with some people that don't like a lot of change, but you're rocking the boat in a good way. Correct. Yeah, I am. I am. And, and, and also what I see is there are a lot of people out there hurting and, and I've made it my mission to, to help those people. If I see that, I, 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 I spend a lot of time thinking about what, what can I do? And then actually acting upon that Yeah, in, in certain ways. And think how different your life is, Jim. I mean, you're a lister. So you, you start listing my show. Uh, and I still remember one day I was driving home from Arkansas teaching class and I got this email and I called you up immediately on a long drive home and we cried together. We laughed together. Uh, and you went to class and, uh, your life's been different since then, hasn't it? It has. Uh, the, when I called you and you, you pointed this out to me, uh, when, when I got off that phone call with you, nothing in my life had changed. When I walked back through my door, everything would be the same, but I did have one thing. I had hope. Yep. And I still carry I still carry that hope. Yep. And and that tomorrow will be a better day. Yep. And and you know now good enough's not acceptable and and we've all made mistakes. I mean, man, I made tons of mistakes, you know. And you know the weird thing Jim is I was looking at this uh this shooter, the Simo guy, this Simo kid, this 22-year-old kid in uh in Chicago that uh, killed seven people. I mean, he was an angry kid. And if you look at the picture of the guy, he looks like he's just a little kid. He's got face tattoos. He looks scared. He looks frail. But what happens is he's told all his life he's not good enough. He's told all his life. I read about his family. His mom and dad were put off by him. His uh, football coach, in nine, when he was nine years old, he was part of a uh, Nerf football league. And uh, the coach said, I remember his parents. They were always the last ones there to pick up their kid. I had to call all the times. They'd never show up on time to pick up their kid. There was no love in that family. The kids were a burden. I mean, this was 12 years ago. And then uh, earlier this year, the guy, cops were called twice. Cops had to come because he threatened to kill his family. They took all the knives out of their house twice. I mean, this is all, how does this stuff happen? And then the father oh, signs the thing to get him guns. After twice that year, they, he threatened to kill them with knives and kill himself. But it's here's a broken kid who feels no love. I'm not condoning anything he did. Please don't hear that. But you know what I'm talking about. There's a reason for everything we do. I'm not saying it's okay. Hurting people hurt people. And Jimbo, man, you've lost brothers and sisters. Uh, you're going through some tough stuff in your personal life between kids and spouses. You've attempted to get your sister in class. You've attempted to get a son in class. And finally, you got a niece in class. And it made a huge impact, didn't it? It has. Um, I talk to her every day now. Um, we had a great conversation this morning. Uh, just just life in general. And, and she's using those tools. Yep. I mean, she, she's using them. She had a she had a horrible setback this morning yeah. with a family member. Yep. And um and you know when you say we're getting bombarded, we yep. are as a, as a people all the time. And it's like, how do you deal with it? You can't control, of course, what what happens. You can only react to it. And 
she's doing great. So yeah, and and here is uh, I thank you and I thank your staff for that. Well, and again, I thank you. You put your life on the line by saying, "Hey, trust me, go." And you know, she stayed, and it's tough. Uh, and for the first half of the class, I didn't think she was going to make it. She said she was going to quit because she was so numbed down, so shut off that she'd had so much rage in the past. And so she shut it off. So she became afraid of her intensity. And so when I wanted to get her intense to push to those walls, she couldn't do it. She wouldn't do it because she was afraid of who she becomes when she's intense because it's such a negative anchor. And understanding that and that she had no hope and that she got the greatest experience in the world, but she's going back to a traumatic home where she's abused or neglected or, or man, then why would she give it all? Why would she have any hope in the class? And so it stirs me up. That's why I say, you know, what is good? And, and yet I called her up yesterday and I'm saying, I go, how are you doing? She goes, good. I go, ah, she goes, I'm doing better. That's a better answer <laughs> because people say it yeah. all the time. I'm doing good. Now home, they're being abused, molested, whatever. They're falling apart. But the typical response is I'm doing good. It's fake. And now you're actually helping people do good. It feels good, doesn't it? It does. It feels great. Well, feels great. I want you to know, uh, you're, you're what I do this for. You were a listener. You listened to me on the radio for a while, and then you reached out to me, and I, we connected, and then you went to class, and now you've sent three other people to class. Uh, you're getting other people in. You paid for people to go to class. So uh, you are why I do what I do. You're not accepting good enough. You're a better man today than you were yesterday, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are, are, you gonna, are you gonna be a better man tomorrow than you are today? <clears throat> That's the goal. That's what I'm gonna do. Amen, brother. Well I'm honored to call you a friend and thanks for trusting and I appreciate you calling him, my friend. And give your best to your niece. I'll be reaching out to her today, okay? Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Right, Thank buddy. you. God bless you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about. I didn't know this guy. He's some guy who's listened to me here in Minneapolis uh for a while on the radio show and then he had the courage to reach out. Have the courage. I don't care what's going on in your life. Uh, I can show you the instruction manual. See, we must remember that man is a three-part being. And if you're going to quit accepting good enough, and if you want to truly reach your potential, you must deal with all three. See, you have a body, and that body's a machine. The machine releases 63 known chemicals, and those chemicals are released based on three things that you have control over. So if you don't like the way you're feeling, change it. Change what you're thinking about. Change your breathing, change your physiology, specifically in relation to your, your, uh, I mean, your eye contact, your eye patterns in relation to your physiology, and you'll change the way you feel. See, you're in charge. Remember, I teach you these things. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is your power, it's your freedom. See, I believe in following the science, real science, not the fake science like our government tells you. I mean, come on, science tells you that there's a male and a female side. The Bible tells you that. Science tells you that, uh, that life starts at conception. Science tells you that if you've got to plug in electric cars and you don't have enough of a grid to support people running their air conditioning in the summer, science tells you that's kind of stupid, right? Follow the science. Science says if you alter your RNA, you're a genetically modified organism. Now, some of you go to Whole Foods and would never eat anything GMO, but you have no problem sticking a jab in your arm that makes you a GMO. <laughs> what? Where's the science at? Come on, people. My body, my choice, really? My body, my choice, all you vaccine mandate people, really? And by the way, that body inside your body, ladies, is not your body. I hate to tell you. And by the way, don't tell you what to do with your body. 
you must be operating on a flesh operating system because if you're focused on being better than good and you're focused on being the person that you're called to be and you have a GOS, that Bible clearly, 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, you are not your own. That body is not yours. You were bought at a price. Matter of fact, men, you know what they tell you? Do not withhold physical relations from your wife because that body of yours, man, belongs to your wife. It's not yours. And by the way, if you're married, the Bible says women do not withhold physical relations from your husband because that body you're in is not your own. It is your husband's. So you've got to figure out what kind of operating system do you have, FOS or GOS? Because if you want to live a good life, good compared to what? I'm black, and we'll be right back. I have been chosen. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. And we are live in the beautiful Twin Cities. We are so happy to be here in Egan at the studio, looking at my good friend Lee and John and uh, with Nick. Great team here at Salem Radio. Uh, You're blessed to have such a great uh, radio team here in the Twin Cities. And matter of fact, uh, Lee uh, Michaels, kind enough to let me sit in his big board chair. Uh, so yesterday I was able to uh, guest host a crosswalk with Lee Michaels on AM 980, The Mission. And matter of fact, I think on Friday as well, I'll be sitting in the big boy chair uh, and uh, hosting the show for Lee. Again, that's AM 980, The Mission. From 5 to 6 p.m. And uh, love to have you join us. Uh, it's a great show. We talk about life. So it's am980themission.com. You can live stream anywhere in the world. And uh, phone lines are open. So if you want to join in the conversation, we've got about 10 minutes left. 651-289-4466. And we're talking about what is good. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we got to have our eyes open. You know, the the liberals, progressives stole that word woke. You know, it's the progressives always still a good thing. You know, look what, you know, God made a uh, an agreement. He made a covenant with the world after the flood. It wasn't just with man. People miss it. You need to go back to, uh, to Genesis and read your book. It wasn't just um, an agreement with man. It was agreement with the earth. It was agreement with the animal kingdom. Look it up. It was with all things. And the rainbow was a sign. And God's going to destroy this planet again. The Bible's pretty clear. The elements will melt, not by fire. That's what the rainbow says. And look at what the liberals, the anti-God, the haters of God, took the rainbow to twist the meaning. That's what the devil does. He always takes something of God and he twists it. Where do you think the word wicked comes from? Have you seen wicker furniture? Do you see the base? W-I-C, wick, right? Wicker furniture is twisted wood. Wicked is twisting. Perversion is taking something normal and twisting it. That's what the devil does. He always takes something authentic of God, and he's a mimicker. He's a counterfeiter. He's a fake. Just like just like fear is a fake. Just like if you're in a flesh operating system, you're living in a fake world. Grammy Award-winning singer Macy Grace described her definition of a woman during an appearance on Pierce Morgan's show, Pierce Morgan Uncensored. Igniting fierce backlash. Now, she is pro-LGBTQT. She's a black woman. She's liberal. She's progressive. She's pro-abort. I'm sure she's all those things. But listen, this is the common sense part uh, that is at, we're at war with if you have an FOS. If you have a GOS, it's different. See, in the episode that aired Monday, Gray said that she does not consider transgender women who have undergone sex reassignment surgery to be women. I mean, this is common sense. This is science. I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me. This is what she said. But as a woman, she has to frame it that way so she has a right to say something, and she's a black woman. But as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Sorry, Macy said. You feel that, Morgan said? Oh, I know that for a fact, Gray responded. Like, if you want me to call you a her, I will, because that's what you want. But that doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her. And just because you got surgery, she says, quote, being a little girl is a whole epic book and you can't have that just because you want to be a woman. She said, it's the truth. And I don't think you should be called transphobic just because you don't agree. There's a lot of judgment and throwing stones at people for just saying what is boy, Macy. Boy, I haven't heard that much truth therapy in a long time. Quote, 
there's a lot of judgment and throwing stones at people for saying what it is. See, that's what's going on here. How about this? This this guy, this simo guy, this kid who you can see is angry and bitter. He has face tattoos. Uh, he uh, he looks like he's ready to dark. He's dark. So the suspected shooter's dad, Bob Cremo, or Crimo, whatever his name is, knew police had been called to their home twice earlier in April 2019. In April 2019, an individual contacted the Highland Park Police Department a week after learning of Cremo's attempted suicide. So he attempted suicide uh, in, in April, and then they went and investigated him. So that report was delayed, so police responded to the resident a week later. So after he threatened to kill himself, then he threatened to kill all his family. So he spoke with Cremo and his parents. Mental health professionals handled the matter. No further law enforcement action. Months later now, here we go again, the third time, in September 2019, a family member reported that Crimo or Cremo, whatever his name is, had a collection of knives and said he was going to kill everyone. Covelli told reporters, police responded to the residents, and ready for this, and removed 16 knives. 16 knives. A dagger and a sword. 18 weapons. At that time, there was no probable cause to arrest and no complaints were signed by any of the victims. There's your red flag law. But yet, this kid was doing good. Right? They're doing good until they stuff, 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 snap. And how many marriages are doing good until they stuff, 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 snap? And how many pastors are doing good until they stuff, 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 snap? And how many worship leaders are doing good until they stuff, 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 and receive all the accolades, all the praise that people are throwing at them? You got it? See, what you got to realize is there's, you have a human condition. It's called flesh. It's called sin. And you've got to figure out how to get yourself beyond yourself, to die to yourself, and let the best in you come out. And that's not easy. A story is about a good old boy uh, from New York City, uh, I mean, from Georgia, goes up to New York City, do some sightseeing. He jumps in a tax cab and he asks the tax cab driver, hey, Mac, what's the best way to get to Carnegie Hall? And the taxi cab driver says, that's easy, man. Practice, practice, practice. (laughs) That's the best way to get to Carnegie Hall. And the best way to be better than good, to quit accepting good enough, to be committed to do a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today, is practice, practice, practice. That's what I do at likeitmatters.net. Two and a half day intensives, where I put you through the fire furnace. Where I teach you more about yourself in two days than you will learn about yourself in years. Where I teach you how to overcome the fire furnace. Where I teach you how to face your fears. And even if it knocks you on your butt, to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again and again and again and again. Because that's courage. And what if you want to be the best version of yourself, if you want to be the man or the woman that God created you to be, then you are under construction. It is a process. It is not easy. Uh, it is not always fun, but is rewarding. It is uh, incredibly uh, incredible return on investment. And see, I teach you how you work. See, that's why I bring the science. This is not an opinion show or training. This is not a feeling show or uh, or training. But I teach you how you work. I teach you how God made you. I give you the instruction manual to your experience because you're a three part being. You have a body, 
and you need to make sure that that body is in prime function so you're not parked on the side of the road broken down. There's rules, how you create experience, how you create energy, how you shut yourself down. You need to know other people can't do that. Only you can do that. And then you have a mind that runs the body, and the Bible tells us the battles in the mind. All the trauma, all the drama, all the struggles, they can make you bitter or better. It all depends on what you do in between the stimulus and the response. And that's where Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And so I teach you how you work, how you create experience. I teach you the backgrounds of everything you do that create everything that's happening. You have a lot more control than you realize. And I teach it through transactional analysis, neuro-linguistic programming, multiple intelligences, logotherapy, constant never-ending improvement, emotional intelligence. And I wrap it in the Word of God. Because if I can't back it up scripturally, then it's just my opinion. And last time I checked, of the 66 books in the Bible, not one of them is labeled opinions, and not one of them is labeled feelings. Feelings come and go. They're a chemical response to what you're thinking about, your breathing, and your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to your physiology. You are not what you feel. And so this is why I teach you how you work. I bring the science but then I make it make sense. And so I'm telling you, I don't care what your lot in life is. I don't care what your struggles, I don't care what your trauma. That's why I have graduates join us. What type of life do you wanna live? When it's important for man to die one time and then be judged, when you stand before the God, because all roads lead to God, I know some of you are gonna be offended by that. Now, not all roads lead to God as your savior, absolutely. But the Bible's pretty clear. I think it's a Hebrews nine twenty seven or 28. That is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. You'll either stand before God in the white throne judgment of God. That means you're, you're not going to a good place. Or you'll stand before God on the beam of seat of Christ. And that means you're ready for your rewards in heaven. But ladies and gentlemen, the way you got to get there is you got to just die to yourself and work to be a better version of yourself. And how do you do that? You reach out to Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. You put yourself in an opportunity where you can be better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than today. Go to likeitmatters.net. I'll help you with that. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on Like It Matters Radio Network. This is where we're helping you remember when you live your life like it matters. It does. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Yeah. Good day. What kind of legacy will you leave behind? Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike as they'll be discussing your legacy issues, the necessary steps you need to take to ensure your affairs are in order and that you're not leaving a mess for those you love. Whether you're young or old, rich or not so rich, this topic is critical for you, your spouse, and your loved ones. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them today with your questions at 855-231-6010. Are you tired of bouncing over your sunken apron into your garage, shoveling snow off an uneven driveway, or stubbing your toe on your uneven sidewalk? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We can fix your settled concrete with a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Expert Concrete Raising uses a high-density polyurethane foam. It doesn't deteriorate, shrink, or wash away over time. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact the second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. That's expertconcreteraising.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.